episode Loaded nine. Oh. Does he sit second, man? No, I don't I think he does. I think Kevin Keegan probably sits second. Oh, my God, what a <laughs> scandal. Austin Eckler versus the cards. Go and fuck yeah. the lot of you. <laughs> Austin Eckler. He's making me like I'm some sort of cameo. Like, I'm coming in and go, and out the bag, England to win. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Loaded Sport, where today we are going to be previewing week 17 of the NFL season and looking towards New Year's Day football fixture list as well, looking into the transfer window reopening at the beginning of January. Joining me to go through it are three lads that claim they know quite a bit about what we're going to be talking about over the next hour or so. Uh, We'll start by introducing uh, the one that has got more wrong over the last couple of weeks, we'll say. Uh, Sam, you all right? Fucking hell. <laughs> what a brutal intro that is. Cheers, mate. He chose violence today. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all right. Well, I was all right, mate. As, uh, as yourself. Um, Scathing a tight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I'll get the shit a little bit later from you guys, so it's all right. I get mine out of the way now so that for the next hour or so, you can just take the piss out of me, which is how it seems to work. Yeah, um, Kemp, you all right? Man with the mic, you remind me, you make me feel like Ben Musgrove. You make me want to change teams. (laughs) (laughs) That can't be it. That can't be it. It's so... I'm I'm all right, mate. I don't know whether I like that one or not. (laughs) Dawson, that's all that matters. Uh, It's so bad, it's good. There you go. Uh, And considering the fact he asked me to introduce him last, but has not actually stopped talking since we started the introductions, <laughs> I'm going to go to him now anyway. Skin, you all right? I can't help it, mate. It's absolutely <laughs> fucking brilliant stuff I'm having to listen to. Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Good, mate. Good, mate. Um, so just very quickly, uh, as Aggie mentioned there, we are approaching the new year, which brings on a lot of football, transfer window reopening and all that kind of stuff. But what it also brings, lads, and, and this is a two-part, I've got a follow-up question to lead us into the episode, but what it also leads to is a, an evaluation of your year, evaluation of your achievements, your goals, and, and, an, and a, an assessment of, of what's to come. So my initial opening question to the three of you, and Aggie, I'll start with you. Have you got any New Year's resolutions or goals that you will be setting yourself for the year 2023? So Aggie, I'll start with you. Not a resolution as as such. I just need to get fitter. I need to be a search. bit more healthy. Yeah, I need to, yeah. All right, all right. Told you it wouldn't take long before you start taking the piss out of me. No, obviously we we discussed about a month ago where I had a bit of an issue with my heart. So I think for me it's just a bit of common sense of you know cutting out the fatty foods, the takeaways, looking after myself a bit better, being a bit healthier, le- less stressed, and more carefree. So. I'm not saying that's going to be a New Year's resolution, but I think that's what I need to start doing. And I think right now, over the next couple of days, needs to be the time that I really kick that into action. Love that. We're gonna we're gonna start the year with Ear on the podcast and end it with Tigger. We can't. I'm sure everyone will join me in saying that we can't wait for that. But that's a good one, mate. Um, Kemp, what about you, mate? I know earlier you said what I always say: if you want to do something, do it. But again, talking about assessing and evaluating and all that kind of stuff. Have you got anything in mind for, for Tom Kemp in 2023? New Year's resolution, no. I stick by what I said to you. If you want to do something, you'll do it regardless of the date, whether it's the 1st of January or the 17th of May. It doesn't matter. You'll just do it anyway. But I suppose one thing that I want to improve um, myself on in 2023, and again, it's just going forward, really, not just 2023, but it's just more consistency. So I have, you know, 
certain times where I've got my training program set and I've got my diet really clean and, you know, everything's, you know, works really good and really organized, but then something comes up like, you know, the house move or the new job or whatever. And it, I let it completely knock me off my stride and yeah, it's an excuse for a week, but you know, I've, I've not really done much for like a month and a half and I've blamed it all on the house move and it's just, it's not good enough. So just be a little bit more consistent in that sense, I think. No, it's a classic, mate. When you said be more consistent, my mind instantly went to your recent 33% success rate on the locks, scores and wild cards. But diet and training I will be more consistently good. wrong for you. That's fine. Well, <laughs> we've got the uh, we've got the spreadsheet coming up for 2023 that will be tracking our whole year uh, prediction success rate. So there'll be no hiding next year. Um, and last but certainly by no means, Lee, Sam, what have you got for me and our listeners? Uh, just, I think I've just got one resolution and one thing only and that is just to uh, successfully pick successfully pick at least one lock this year all <laughs> <laughs> <in>. year <laughs> all year that'll be my resolution it's like when uh, creed has to do a cartwheel on the office and he just does one that's him set for the whole year so yeah that's, that's it uh, that's uh, that's me just pick one lock for the year and i'll be happy my bold prediction is you'll land it somewhere in April. So uh, <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll note that. But thanks for that, lads. Thought we'd just uh, have a little bit of a New Year's chat like we did similar last week with Christmas coming up. But my uh, my initial question to open us up this week is uh, at our dear friend, new listener, and even newer football fan, Ben Musgrove, who's got his name dropped for the second time already in this short yeah, space we're going of to be time we've been talking. Minutes. I know. He's only been supporting Sheffield United five minutes, so we've mate, mentioned his, we've mentioned his is, name twice in five th- minutes. This, this is why I've brought him up, because he's grinding my gears, and this is something that we're going to discuss and let listeners sort of think about and hopefully get back to us on their thoughts. But he hasn't been a football fan for very long, but he, he was and, and has been for a long time an NFL fan. He started out a New England Patriots fan like myself and at some point made the transition to being a Houston Texans fan because he is a cowboy at heart and he loves all things Texas and all that kind of stuff. So picked Houston Texans. So always had a little bit of stick for that change in teams. With football, uh, Kemp, you might know more off the top of your head, but I can't remember. But a few years ago, he had a little bit of a thing for Watford. I think he's a big Elton John fan. I'm not quite sure. Um, <laughs> but had a bit. Of, seemed to have a bit of an uh, affiliation with Watford. Wasn't a football fan as such, but whenever the conversation came up, Watford came from him. Um, and then a couple of years ago, two, three, four years ago, he seemed to transition to a Derby fan, even went to a couple of games, mentioned them when football came up, but again, was never really known as in our sort of group of friends as being a big football fan, but would mention Derby. And then Watford is a joke when uh, football got brought up in the chat. And then today, it turns out that he is now a Sheffield United fan. Out of absolutely nowhere. Kemp, I don't know if you know anything about this, but I certainly didn't. I don't think anyone else did. But he's got his son. Big shout out to Jonah, the man. Uh, a Sheffield United shirt, which is fine. You know, you kid don't have to spot the same team you do. Um, he's bought himself a Sheffield United shirt and proudly sent us a picture <laughs> Unbelievable. in the mirror posing with it on. And he's going to Sheffield United match uh, in the middle of next month. So in a couple of weeks' time, I think against Stoke. Tickets, was tickets the... were booked today. Yeah, big tickets were booked today for to go and watch Stoke in the middle of January. So my, my question to you, lads, very quickly is, we all support our own teams and, and and our listeners do and everyone else does support their teams and they support those teams for, for a variety of different reasons. It could be 
where you grew up. It could be due to your family support. It could be due to you watched the telly and you saw these players that gripped your imagination and your attention when you were growing up and you levitated towards them and ultimately the club that they played for. So what do you think? Oh, I'd quite uh, like to take uh, take the lead on this one. Please, honest, give, give me your thoughts on... on Because he's done it for NFL, he's done it for football. It's something that you so rarely see, you know, through thick and thin, no matter what, you stick to the teams. And you don't really need to, no. you, you know, by by law or anything. But, you know, There's it's, been it's always been the case. times being a blame. Yeah. But I've exactly. never, yeah. never yeah. faltered. Yeah. So, he's Sam, he's, he's not wanted anything thoughts. to do with that, though, has he? Uh, so my thoughts, first of all, with the NFL, if surely if he's all things Texas, surely the Cowboys makes <laughs> absolute the world of sense to go with the Cowboys, a team that's had a decent amount of success in the past. You know, they're always a big pull. America's team, as they like to be called, that that yep. just always struck me. Why did he never go to the Cowboys to support them? And I think, to be honest, to this day, I think if it had gone with them, it'd have probably stuck with them because they're always pretty relevant. So that's uh, that's what that's my take on the NFL. As for the football, however, now I have had somewhat of a similar path to him. It yeah. definitely nowhere near as exaggerated. So obviously, as you well know, in my younger days growing up, I was a Man United fan. Um, and then I had a period in my life where I just completely fell out of love with football. Yeah. Didn't didn't check the scores. You know, match at day was dead to me. I was fully in on NFL. And then for some reason, when I f- got back into football... I just went with my local team and I just went with Derby. It's my dad's team, so I'm, I'm, they're always there in the background, you know, whatever I've done, even when I was yeah. a kid. So I just yeah, kind of stuck to, to be fair to you, just very quickly, like I, I grew up with you as a Man United fan and all the conversations, everything we had, but you still had Derby, you know, you still had a yeah. bit of, uh, they still had a bit of your fandom and, and things. So it wasn't like you made that just switch out of Completely nowhere. left turn, no. Yeah, no. Like they, they were always sort of your second team and a team that you, you really liked and kept an eye on. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's a fair point, but I just thought I, I kind of trod the same similar sort of path. But yeah, you're right. It's when you actually look at it, it's not not the same at all, is it? Um, it's got no right. He's absolutely got no right, is what I'm going to say. What uh, what gives him the right? Who does he think so, he is for the NFL? I, I can't really comment because I, I I have got a Los Angeles Rams shirt jersey. And that's not because I support the Rams. I just really like their cool rush jersey. He loves get so Jared Goff. And he is a baller this quid. season. You fuck off, he's doing right well. Bless him. <laughs> MVP. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really say much on the NFL, mainly because I don't really know the background in his decision-making. I don't I don't quite understand that. But I can speak on football, and I, I'm not going to defend him, don't get me wrong. But, 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 <laughs> but I am going to provide some justification as to why he's doing what he's doing. Although it is dib and he does go balls deep in everything that he does, see Jonah. So first he, he supported Watford because his family are from down south and they are from Watford. So there is sort of a link there and you kind of do get it. And, that, and that's fine. And then after realising that he's never going to be able to go down to Watford and watch Watford play <laughs> unless he wants to, you know... What are you on about? He was, fucking, he, he, he was fucking doing that every week in his job anyway, so he could have stopped yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, not really. Don't give me that. And then, well, not really. And then he, he thought, right, OK, well, I think he's like his stepdad when he was a kid took him to a few Derby games and he was like, right, well, it's a little bit more local. I'll go to a, a couple of Derby games. I think he went to a few Derby games and I think he might have gone to a couple by himself as well in more recent times. That's and super then, fun, that. You can't and then, in, and then in the World Cup, and then during the World Cup, it was a great World Cup. We, we will all agree with that. I think he got into the, you know, got into the World Cup a little bit and thought, yeah. right, 
I want to, and to be fair, at the end of the last Premier League season, he said, I want to start getting more involved in football. And then the World Cup came around and he really got involved in that. So the reason he's decided, decided to come a blade, and again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a go at him for being a blade because I love it. You know, it's somebody for me right, to... Imagine he was Chef Wednesday for a minute there. Oh no, he'd be a cunt. But because <laughs> he's a blade, I'm partly coming to his defence. Um, he's got a friend from work that I know is a Chef United fan. Obviously, I'm a Chef United fan. So no I think excuse. his thoughts are... That's no excuse. He's no excuse. He'll have a new job in six months. He'll be pals with fucking Coventry he's gonna fan. Be able to go to, he's going to be able to go to games more because he knows more people that are Chef United. He's a fucking man with his own thoughts. He has his own thoughts. He's able to make his own decisions. But he is supporting a team because his friend at work is supporting a fucking team. Get the fucking out. It's like, a man with a house and a child in a simulation. This is not an eight-year-old. I'd be giving it socks more than you are, but he's a blade, so I'm going to slightly take my foot off at gas a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. It's outrageous. Aggie, what's your thoughts, mate? I don't agree with it at all. I'm a Chesterfield fan, so I've had ample opportunities to turn around and say I'm not going to be a Chesterfield fan anymore. But I kind of get like where, where Sam's come from because from the Premier League aspect, I think football at that level is just becoming more and more sanitised. Is the yeah. word I'd use. Yeah, it's just not okay, enjoyable like anymore. So to change down to Derby, obviously taking a break from football and going back to your local club, that that's great. I've no issues with that. Um, going from Watford to Sheffield United is just well, via, via Derby. Via Derby. <laughs> None of this makes any sense. Yeah, he's going in right direction. Right Shuttle Express. He's staying on M1. To be fair to him, he's staying on M1. It's a logical one's Leeds next, then, isn't it? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how you can say you support a club if you keep changing it, because the idea of supporting a club is staying by that club through thick and thin. They support you, you support them, that kind of stuff. And I don't know, I think changing from one team to another and then to another one down the line for a simple reason, like you've just said, because his mate at work supports them pretty. <laughs> I'm not saying that's me. I'm not saying that's me. I mean, you said it. Nobody else said it. I'm just saying that's why I think. That's not the reason he's given me. That's why I think. What reason What reason is he giving you? Because there's got to be a reason he's picked Sheffield United. Really, he's because really excited. <laughs> Kemp's just said Kemp's just said blades, and that's it. Yeah. Rest, rest, been a blade. Everything yeah, else has been biased. Yeah, Ask me no questions. I'll tell you no yeah, lies on that subject. Right. Anyway, the listeners are currently thinking, "Who the fuck's Dib, and why should I care about him?" Let's change the fucking subject. Yeah. So it, I, suppose, I suppose the subject is uh, is is something that everyone can understand, basically. A, should you be changing your teams? And B, should you be changing it as often as what he does? <laughs> I think I think everyone, for a very good reason, can get one one in their lifetime, like Sam, yours I'm, I'm fine with, but yeah. two changes in the space of about three, four years. Outrageous. Yeah, it's, that's, that's silly, that. But anyway, Aggie. Yeah, well... We'll move on towards what's going to be happening in a couple of days' time, and that is the reopening of the transfer window for Football League clubs. We've already heard that Liverpool are in and almost confirmed to be signing Cody Gakpo. Shout out to him. Done deal. Done deal, yes. Shout out to uh, Daniel Olsen, who before the World Cup said that he thought he was going to have a great World Cup. He did, and he's won himself a move to Liverpool. I think there was always going to be a couple of sides in the Premier League or or in the uh, Champions League sort of stage that we're going to be looking towards signing him. Liverpool have jumped ahead and done that. So it raises the question, and I will come to Sam first for this. Good boy. At any side in the Premier League that you feel in January really needs to address a certain position? 
<laughs> yeah, the team that Liverpool leapfrogged, or everyone who want to say it, to, uh, to sign Gakpo. United need a striker. I know they've just beat Forest pretty convincingly, but um, I just I have not got much faith in in Martial up top. And I know Dawson's going to chip in and say Rashford should play up top. Rashford should play out on that left side. He was absolutely outstanding last night against uh, against Forest on that left side, and and that's where yeah, I think he's... man as well. Fair do a job against Forest. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> hey, good Peter side, Stephen. I'll uh, I'll tackle, give them some, you know, pile on, <laughs> pile on. <laughs> Feel free. Um, but now I think Rashford is just so good out on that left side, and I just think they need that striker so Rashford can play off them. That's when he's the focal point. I just think he can sometimes get. He hasn't got that killer instinct in him to maybe a first time finish. But I think they need yeah, that. He scored yesterday, didn't he? But it was a shocker from keeper. Like it was a P roll. Brilliantly worked corner. So. Yeah, brilliantly worked. No, um, Marshall's goal. Sorry, oh, the second goal. Yeah, yeah, Martial, yeah a terrible shot, finish. Yeah. Really poor goalkeeping by yeah, Wayne Hennessy. The Welsh fucker, but um, <laughs> but no, I think United need an out and out centre forward. Now the options are going to be very slim in um, in January. Yeah, I they keep going on about getting a loan signing for Jao Felix, and I am so against that. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned not him, a, have you? No, I think I mentioned our previous podcast. I've, I've never seen him have a, like a man of the match display. I've never seen him be the best player on a on a pitch. I don't know why is attached to this price tag, but. I suppose maybe alone when you're not paying for him, maybe when you look at it that way. But I just think it comes with like a sixty million price tag, and I just can't see why it's uh, why it's that high myself. Well, just to chip in with that, a, a rumor that's come out today um, is that United are re-looking at their previous player, Memphis Depay, um, a player that obviously mm. signed for United in the past under Van Aal didn't play to the level that was expected of him, left relatively shortly, been playing with Barcelona for the last couple of seasons, and very well, and has been instrumental in mm. Netherlands sort of rebirth over the last few years after their sort of, well, they, they went off the radar a bit in international football, didn't they? So, yeah. again, Ten Hag's system could work. What, what you know you what? I'm, I'm, not against, I'm not against that at all. I'm not... I. It was it was dealt a raw deal at United the first time round. It, it was... It was um, was he under Mourinho? Uh, I thought it was Van Aal, but yeah, it might be Mourinho. And it just wasn't for him, that system. It, Mourinho was so dogged, scrappy. Isn't, they were never going to play good football under Mourinho. And he was just one of them uh, flair players that, you know, if someone like an Anthony was in that side, he'd have done exactly the same. They wouldn't have thrived at all. So I wouldn't be against that. If the price is right, I wouldn't be against uh, him going back to United and getting a second second chance at it because I do think he is a quality player. Yeah. A couple of other is he players. An out striker though. Is he an out and out striker? Yeah, he didn't play in that sort of position when he was there before, but certainly while he's been at Barca and yeah, Netherlands over the last few years. Played, he's been he won't have played there this season for Barca though, will he? They're all no. similar players, aren't they? Marshall, Rashford, exactly, and that's Sancho, my point. On I know what you mean. Depay yeah. and on Jao Felix, and yeah, they're all they forward players, but they're forward players that for me would work, you know, on the wing or in the hole. Or, you know, I, I have made a case for Rashford up top, <laughs> and, and I stick by that. But, yeah, I don't think Depay is, is as much as what United need as a striker. And yeah, I not. sort of think that Liverpool have, have done the sort of same thing. I think Cody Gakpo is an unbelievable footballer, and we saw that in the World Cup with bags of potential. But I think Liverpool needed a centre-mid, yeah, and United so need a striker. Yeah. And neither of them really need what Cody Gakpo is. So... 
that's that's the way I see United at the moment. And I think, yeah, it's a good sign and it's definitely a steal for Liverpool. And Do you think the they've jumped in to save United getting No, I think they've, they've jumped in because they know Luis Diaz is injured, so they need cover there. I think it's good cover, but I think at the same time, they needed a centre mid more. And you've got to think that £35 million come out of their transfer budget now. Can £35 million of that been spent on a centre midfielder? Possibly another couple of names linked for United because you're right, Sam, in terms of that, that strike role, especially now Ronaldo's left. That seems to be the main focus in January. Uh, Benfica and Portugal star uh, Goncalo Ramos, who famously scored that hat-trick after oh, okay. replacing uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo, very good show. Yeah, and also Juventus and Serbia forward Dusan Vlahovic, who I personally would love to see at United if we're talking out-and-out strikers. Saw him a little bit of Fiorentina before his move to Juventus. I've not really seen much of him while he's played for Juventus, to be honest. But Isn't he quite old? Record... No, no, not at all. He's 22. mid-20s. Oh, is... oh, right, OK. He's 22, what, yeah. What, yeah, Vlahovic? Um, yeah, he just seems like he's yeah. been around for ages because he's been yeah, bagging does. goals for ages. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's, I think, he's, he's I think that's a really player. good shout for United as well because Juventus are in a little bit of a, a tricky time at the moment. I know the vast majority of their board of directors, including your man, Sam Nedved, um, <laughs> stepped down from the club in recent weeks. So I think, you know, the, there's, there's no doubt that that move probably would be attractive to uh, to a player like Vlahovic. And I think, Dawson, you made a really good point there. And I didn't think about him, actually. I think that would be a fantastic signing for United and one that they desperately need because it's not just a striker to go in you know, and, and play most of the games. They also need a striker as backup. I think they need two strikers, yeah. to be quite yeah. honest with you. Probably. So, Marshall could, yeah. could play that role. He, he has impressed under Ten Hag's system. I know, again... As is the norm for him, he's he's missed the odd game or the odd few games with with niggling injuries. He didn't play at the World Cup. He didn't go to, to the World Cup with France, so he's had a chance to rest. What that will mean moving forward, we'll we'll see over the next few games in the next few weeks. But yeah, those names certainly aren't going to make United any worse. But if we're talking pure out and out strikers, and Kemp, you're absolutely right to mention Juventus's behind the scenes situation at the minute could really give United the chance to get a quality striker at that level in January. On a good deal. For, on a good deal. For, yeah, for not such not an outrageous price. So. Yeah. And you look at the uh, signing that, that Arsenal are trying to make, The uh, I think he's Ukrainian, the Ukrainian yeah. lad. Um, I think they Some today have had like a, right, right side of midfield. Yeah, I think, I think today they've had a £55 million bid rejected um, and uh, his club are valuing the player at £85 million. So, you know, Nicole, ooh, uh, it's Shakhtar Donetsk, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, where he's coming from. And yeah, 60 million euros, I think, is the fee. Um, they, get a lot of, they get a lot of money for their players that perform. Fred played for them before. He, oh, yeah, uh, I think United my point is... A lot is of money that, for him. Yeah, and I think my point is, is that United don't want to be in that position. They were in that position with Sancho for so long. You know, United need to prove that they're competent at keeping deals on the down low and literally only announcing or letting or letting the media, you know, they need to prove that though, that letting the media know last minute when the deal's basically done and hopefully they can they could get a couple of deals done before uh, the end of the window because I think they need it. Yeah. Aggie, have you got anyone in mind, mate? I'm going to probably absolutely butcher his name, but the name that I've seen linked, and I think Skulls mentioned it first of all, is Christopher and Kunku. I thought oh, yeah. he was going to He's signed for Chelsea, hasn't he? That's done. That'll, yeah. that'll go through in the summer. I was going to say, that's one that I've heard, but Chelsea... I can have, I can have. 
like you mentioned with mentioning it to the media and allowing people to know about a couple Who's of these players before. on snacks? What? what did you say? Did you actually? Oh, you said mention. So I thought you. I thought you were actually saying munchkin. My speech isn't oh, half as bad as you're making it out. Sound. None of you. <laughs> wait, wait, fucking feet out. So, so I sit here quiet for about twenty minutes, letting you all speak. And as soon as I say something, you give me another Sorry, reason to stay Sorry, quiet for the next right. fucking twenty minutes. Mate, no, I'm not. I'm not apologised after that intro you give me. I'm still. Uh, I'm not still asking for an apology, mate. I've told you this is what will happen throughout the call. Uh, the call. The, the, what you sell. show yeah the show throughout the show I said this is what will happen which is why I gave you the introduction that I gave you um, on, Chelsea as well what's his name Uskos oh and Koku yeah yeah. Chelsea Koku, signed yeah. him mate it'll, it'll be yeah. official in the summer they've also Just agreed the... from what I'm understanding a deal for Enzo Fernandez. Who... No, no, no. You see, I've seen differently than that. And this right, is where okay. our sources will uh, will change. Uh, it got a £120 million euro, uh, pound euro, nice. €120 <laughs> million euro, uh, release clause on him. Um, and I think Chelsea Spend are hesitant. Yes, they are hesitant to pay that. So unless Chelsea want to fork out €120 million euro for a player that is a relative unknown, I'd say, at this point still, I think it would be fair to say. Um, yeah, they, they, have they, they have bid 115, I didn't realise they bid 115. Yeah, I they, thought they, they said no. No, they've made the offer of 115, but Ben Fikran got back to them on it, yeah. Right, OK. Well, that's new busy. That's interesting, yeah. Well, Aggie, uh, just to, I know we're talking about transfers because the transfer window is open, but your boys, Chesterfield, shout out to Modu, will uh, no doubt turn the volume up on this section to hear this, but mm. National League doesn't have a transfer window. But as it stands... Uh, Chesterfield sit uh, 11 points behind Knox County with two games in hand and uh, seven points behind Wrexham with a game in hand. So there's a bit of a gap that's starting to build between Chesterfield and those two top sides. Is there any sort of positions that you think you need to sort of really start looking at strengthening sooner rather than later if you're going to start pushing for that automatic promotion spot? Yeah, striker. Shamanga hasn't been the same since he came back from injury, and it's one of them sort of injuries where it either makes he's the players Shawadi Wadi. See, yeah, he's he's not really got back at all from that injury. Since in I had a weird with Nuffield and said he'd he'd got me promotion with Southend, it had gone to his head and he's not come back same. Exactly, yeah. and funnily enough, as you mentioned that as a joke, it was actually like shortly after the old Birmingham saga that it, it seems actually. to have taken yeah. a downward spiral. I don't think he's putting less effort in, but there's certain challenges that now he's trying to knock the ball past the player and he's not putting that sort of extra effort in to get to the challenge anymore, possibly for yeah. a worry of being injured. And you know when you get an injury that takes you out for about 11 months, it's always going to have that sort of... Head, it's always it? going to be in the back of your head. And I think we need a striker that's going to be able to come out there and, and score his goals to keep us extremely competitive with County and Wrexham. I can't see us yeah. keeping up with them. I think eventually they're going to push on and I think Wrexham will probably win the league if... Uh, Langstaff does leave Notts County in January. I think he's got football league sides looking at him already, which doesn't surprise me at all. So I think Wrexham yeah. will go on and win the league. I think it'll be us and Notts County second and third. I still think we'll be considerably further ahead than some of the other sides in the playoffs. But then as it comes to playing the playoffs, it's just like you say, isn't it? Your favourite phrase, any given Sunday. And it, anything can happen in the playoffs. So I'd, I'm not fully confident. But we do need a striker and we need somebody that's going to be able to score us goals. And unfortunately, with the amount we're paying other players at the moment, we aren't in a position to be able to fork out money to convince somebody to drop down from League Two to the National League to score us plenty of goals, pretty much like Wrexham are. Why do birds suddenly appear? Just, in the, just on the nature of, well, I'll tell you, I say on the nature of the Blues, 
Um, Have you got your big plate, Alan? A team that's alive and well rather than a dead team in the National League. It's also been released today that um, it looks as though Chelsea are signing um, Benoit Badashile from Monaco, centre-back. Benoit Blanc. 35 mil. Benoit Blanc. butchered his name too badly. But yeah, it looks like he's going in as well um, to to bolster their defence. So I think if, you know, Nkunku, Badashile... And, and a few other uh, announcements get made by uh, by Chelsea. I think there's a another Fafana coming in as well from Mulder, David Fafana. Mm. They're spending, to aren't they? Ranks. So uh, I think hopefully um, it's going to be a good window for Chelsea fans and and for for Chelsea themselves because I think personally they're the side in the you know the the in the, in brackets top six that um that, that needs to do the most business and it looks like they've started uh, started hot so definitely keeping an eye on Chelsea this uh, this transfer window that answers the uh, question that I was going to ask you about what side you think needs to do um a lot of business during business. January yeah skin what yeah, about it's you it's got to be Chelsea you know it's got to be Chelsea in answer to that question mate they they've been in shock and form Potter's come in new owners have come in this is his first transfer window i believe he he joined well, it was it was just towards the end, weren't it? I think he he joined or or just after. It was just after. I think closed, so. uh, Aubameyang didn't he sign to go and play for Tuchel, and then they got rid of him like a day or two later. Yeah, that that was that's right. Yeah, so his first transfer window, we'll we'll see. But yeah, out of the sort of bigger sides, they they're definitely the ones that need a big focus on this window. Quick question, Aggie: Have you got a Premier League team that you sort of keep half an eye on, or you would class as like your Premier League team? Like a lot of people that support sort of the lower league teams, they do have that sort of top team. Soft or, spot. Yeah, a bit of a soft spot for. I, I don't really, if I'm honest with you. No, that sorry. Um, go fuck myself. No, oh no, I'm Sounds afraid soft not. spot for United when, when Derby obviously weren't a lower league team, but now they are, it seems to be coming back a little bit as well. I think Sam's definitely, you know, affiliation with Man United is definitely coming back because obviously he does need a side that's, you know, plays professional football. He's not got that at the minute, has he? So, oh, wow. I'm sorry, mate. I'm so sorry. Wow, I don't know where that's come from. So uh, let's move on to... I've got two words for you, Kemp. Carlos Tevez. (laughs) (laughs) I've got two words for you. Sean Bean. Oh, bastard. (laughs) For the picket line he wears last year. Loved it. Right, let's move on to discuss this week's Locks of the Week. Oh, here we go. Wild The main event. There we go. Um, I did spin the wheel earlier. We'll stick with the same results for both football and the NFL locks, which means up first this week is Mr. Kemp. Oh, man with the mic. Okay, so my lock. Oh, I got three to choose from because I didn't think it would come to me first. I think I'm going to go with Liverpool. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Friday night against Leicester, yeah? Not I'm just taking everyone's. Yeah, it's the the Friday night game against Leicester. Um, Leicester, uh, yeah, Leicester looked a little bit better going uh, into the international break, um, but but unfortunately, their most recent performance against Newcastle, who are a decent team, but they looked pretty woeful. And Liverpool really did come out the traps. So if they can, you know, especially if if they do get Gapo over the line, he won't be playing because I don't think he'll be registered in time. But hopefully that'll give him a bit of a boost. 
and uh, and Liverpool, I think, will uh, will take the comfortable win. So Liverpool are my lock of the week. He won't be registered in time for Friday. He can't move until Sunday. That's what I just he? said. That's what I just said. He Holy won't be registered shit. in time. Right? Oh my god! How's Jeno going on? Right. Yeah, um, how is, like he's he's criticizing me for saying something that I said. You don't think he'll be registered in time? <laughs> he won't. He definitely well, yeah, won't well, be registered. Yeah, yeah. Kemp right, definitely implied that he then. would be signed, but not registered in time. So Thank I'm with Aggie on this one. Now I'm with Aggie on a minute. No, you 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 implied he won't be registered with the team. But won't right, be well, registered I meant in time. It won't be registered in time. So why does it make any yet. difference? Why does it make any difference if you uh, sign? I, it? It won't I be understand. I'm anyway. not saying that you're wrong. Oh, I'm yeah, just saying I understand oh, why Aggie asked that follow-up. I've had enough, Sam. I know how you feel now, mate. I've had enough. It's all good. It's all good. Liverpool on Friday. I'm a pariah. Second on the list is Skin. Right. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's all right, mate. I don't. I've got yours uh, for my lock of the week. And Sammy, say fuck's sake, mate. But I've I've not let you down so far. Chesterfield were my. Backup. <laughs> I knew it. I they knew Chesterfield. Backup. They were. My, they're not. They're not my pick. They're my, they were my backup <laughs> in case my first choice was taken. Uh, I picked Chesterfield recently, and they didn't let me down. They did win that week. So shut your fucking mouth. Um, but this week, you I pick am going because you can see them from outside your front door. You lazy cunt. That's why you <laughs> I can hear them. I can hear them, mate. I don't have to check score. I just hear that they've scored. Um, I am going Monday afternoon, new second uh, of January, top of League Two Stevenage. Oh, sorry, second in League Two Stevenage, should I say, to beat bottom of League Two Gillingham. So Good that pick. is my pick. Yeah, reasonings for that. Stevenage at home this season have played 11 games and taken 28 points from that. They've scored 20 goals and only conceded five. Gillingham's away form, they have taken four points from 10 away games. They've only scored two goals away all season uh, and conceded 13. And current form, Stevenage in the last five games have scored seven, only conceding one. And Gillingham haven't scored in their last eight ga- uh, sorry, last five games, conceding eight and only taking a point. So I think that for me is the lockest of locks uh, for this weekend. Stevenage against Gillingham on Monday afternoon. Nice one. Next up is Sam. Ew. So I am going to go Manchester City at home to beat Everton. Nice. Um, I haven't gone any research whatsoever because I had Liverpool and I did have a backup as Newcastle to beat Leeds, but then I've just from seen Man City to beat Everton at home. Don't know why I'm babbling, but... Um, I need a lot to come in this week, boys. Yeah, so I've, you're uh, desperate. I've, I've got to back City at home to beat Everton. Please, yeah. please give me. <laughs> you can have it, mate. Look, it's, the luck is the result that you're most confident in. You took uh, Liverpool were taken. Man City's your backup. Aggie, last to go for the second week in the row. Uh, yeah, I did have Man City to beat Everton. Yes. So I'm going to go oh. for my uh, backup, which is Chelsea to win away at Notts Forest. Oh, for fuck's sake. He loves the away game, doesn't he? It doesn't bother me with the low. Ray upsets me on a bet slip and away game as well. Yeah. So I understand where Chelsea Sam's coming from. Yeah, early kickoff and, and away. Look. Just leave it, don't you? I don't think it's early kickoff. I think I'll be all right now. I think it's no, Sunday. He's saying don't back the early kickoff as a rule. Oh, right. Sorry. I thought you meant it was. No, that's no. fair. Um, no, to win away against Notts Forest, who were absolutely dreadful against Man United at the weekend. Chelsea won 2 0 against Bournemouth. I thought they played some decent football as well, considering the fact they don't have an out and out striker. I think going up against Forrest, they'll have enough to beat them. Um, but if it doesn't come in, I'll apologise to nobody. You'll reimburse me. No, not all. Not all. <laughs> <The full 10 laughs> <pounds. laughs> I'll reimburse you. <laughs> me going last means that I get to go first, though, for the scorer. 
Um, and I'm stuck between two. And I think I'm going to go for Harry Kane to score ooh, for Spurs ooh. at home to Aston Villa. I think it goes under the radar a little bit of just how many he's scoring because everyone's eyes are on Erling Haaland. Harry Kane is the second top goal scorer in the Premier League with 13 goals in 16 games. So I think against Aston Villa, I think he'll be all right to uh, to get one or two. So I'm going to go with Harry Kane. Sam? Yeah, and I'm just going with the guy you've just mentioned because I am sweating it this week because <laughs> I need I need some uh, need some results to come my way. So I'm going Haaland. Say so fucking prick. Here my fucking here my pick. Haaland at home against Everton. 18 Premier League goals in 13 appearances. Uh, that is my scorer this weekend. Thank you. Dickhead. Okay, uh, skin. Oh yes, I'm next. I thought um, I've... no, Kemp's next, isn't he? Nope. Oh, no, he's no, yeah, so I'm fine. Uh, therefore, I am going to go to the game in which Kemp has picked his lock, Liverpool versus Leicester, and I am taking Mohamed Salah as my uh, lock for the scorers this week. Nicely done. Kemp? I am going to go with Mitrovic uh, as my backup. scorer this week. Haaland was my first choice. Mitrovic was my backup. Um, he scored uh, over the weekend. He's, he's had a fantastic season so far. Southampton, who Fulham are playing against, I believe, are bottom of the league and have conceded 30 goals this season so far. So, yeah, and Fulham are having a great season. Um, so I think Mitrovic will be a lock as a goal scorer. That's a fair shout. Um, 10 and 13. Yeah, it's over to you now for wildcard, Kemp. My wildcard of the week. I'm picking this one on a bloody hope and a prayer. Uh, Swansea City at home against Burnley. It's, it's not for any reason. Oh. It's not for any reason more than really than I hope Burnley slip up so that Sheffield United can go top of the league. So my wild card of the week <clears throat> is Swansea City at home. Nice skin. Uh, I have based this on Bucky's favourites, and I was surprised to see this, so I'm going to take a shot. But my wild card this weekend is Bournemouth to beat Crystal Palace. All oh, right. That's uh, Bournemouth. Uh, surprised that's uh, Bournemouth. Our Bournemouth favorites. at home. Yeah, Palace at Bucket's favourites. Wow, that's a weird one. Oh, yeah. uh, I thought so. Count, so uh, you can have it, Sam. I don't know about anybody else, but I've really struggled this week to pick. Um, to pick anything really. Even like we're going to talk about NFL later, but even in NFL, I really struggled to pick a lot. The only and... thing I couldn't struggle <laughs> and didn't struggle with this week is is the locks for football. I feel like there's quite a few teams that are playing. I mean, we've just all pit locks there that I think we're fairly comfortable with in terms of wins. So that's that's the only one that I'm not too yeah. worried about. But everything else, yeah, it's it's not been it's not been too easy. I don't think I do agree with you on that one. Mm, yeah. So I'm gonna go with. Let me just double check. I'm gonna go with MK Dons to beat Peterborough away. So okay. MK Dons are currently 21st in the league. Peterborough are 8th. However, MK Dons have won the last two and they've only lost one in the last four. Peterborough have lost four out of the last five, not winning any of, any of them. So I'm going to go Peterborough to lose at home to MK Dons. What uh, what day is that? Because all I can see for MK Dons is they're playing on Sunday away to Plymouth. Oh, don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. Let me have a look. And they're not playing Friday, so I'm not sure... They're playing. Oh, they're playing tomorrow, aren't they? Shite. Um, let me oh, is it Thursday? At, yeah, I've yeah. just uh, let, let me. I'm scrambling there. Uh, I think I've picked another wrong one and all. My backup, I think I've picked for Borough to beat Blackburn away. I think they're playing tomorrow and all. 
they are fucking hell. I've right, got, just while we're on the subject, just before you just before you go on with yours, uh, Adam, hmm. you've just mentioned there, and again, I don't, I'm, I'm not very good when it comes to knowing which odds are greater for which team when they're not like drastic, if that makes sense, when it's close. So I've gone Skybet here. Did you have Bournemouth beating Crystal Palace, Dawson? Is that right? I did, mate, yeah. Bournemouth on Skybet, this is on Skybet, are 15 to 8. Crystal Palace is 6 to 4. So you had Bournemouth winning, right? Yeah. Now, so I don't want the bit pa- to be a pa- silence. Well, Palace would be favourites because if they're six to four, you double both of that. That's twelve to eight, which is a lower odds than fifteen to eight. Right. Okay. I did Got say it? that I didn't. I did say that I didn't really know odds that well. <laughs> well, there you go. I've explained it. To it, is, you. it is close though. That to be fair, and I don't it think it's actually a bad pick because I think the only reason Palace lost over the weekend is because they got two men sent off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a good pick, and uh, like I say, I'm. I think I need to just just go to school a little bit for my uh, for my odds. Uh, Adam, while we're waiting for Sam, if he's not ready. No, no, it's good, mate. Thank you very much for that. You've uh, you give me enough time to go and pick one. So I'm going to pick yeah, Brighton no. to oh, beat Arsenal. Now I've got to find one. You are that's a that were my shout. first one, and Middlesbrough Blackburn were my backup. So I need to find oh. something else now. Yeah, oh, Middlesbrough. Why? No, no mate, one's had Middlesbrough Blackburn. No, no it's oh, the same oh, mistake. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Same mistake as what I just did. Yeah, so break it down, mate. <laughs> I've got absolutely nothing to break it down. You fucking know that, <laughs> Adam. 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 Break it down for us. Sam's just gone. Yeah, t- tell me why. Tell me why I'm just picking Brighton. I think Brighton are a good side. I think with like I'm going to go back on everything I've said about how Arsenal are still going to win this league. Yeah, and exactly I still think, same. despite the fact that Brighton are going to win this game this weekend, Arsenal are still going to win the league. I think Brighton are a very good side that will have a lot of confidence, knowing the fact they're in seventh place. They're going up against a, a little bit of an injury hit Arsenal side. They struggled to begin with against West Ham like I say Brighton will be full of confidence and they know that with a win they can close the gap on the top four but also break themselves into the top six as well tell you what though confident um, now Sam no I'm not I'm definitely not confident <laughs> Martin Odegaard was absolutely class against West Ham by the way yeah he's having a seen... very good season yeah just, just, seen to, any uh, just before we do jump on to, to the next bit it was confirmed uh, 11 minutes ago as we record that Cody Gakpo has been announced by Liverpool so there you go. Happy days. And uh, just while we buy Aggie a little bit of time, uh, just to let you lads know, in case you're not keeping an eye on it, City lead yeah. leads 1-0, just kicked off yes. in the second half. Rodri, Rodri scored. Just before, yeah. yeah, just before half-time. That is correct. Yeah, so. and uh, just, just to keep you all up to date on how I, I keep my... Um... My locks going. I was just doing them as we go along on my betting app. Um, just again, giving Aggie a bit more time. Currently, the four fold stands at two point seven nine to one. So it's a very low, very low nice. acre for a four fold. That's what a lock should look like, to be honest. It shouldn't really ever, go, in my opinion, shouldn't really ever go above hundred to one for yeah. for for eight locks. So yeah, it's you know just shy of three to one. But obviously, we're going to have another four teams to that when we pick our NFL locks. So yeah, I'll keep you updated with that. Aggie, have you got a wild card for football this weekend? Yeah, similar to Sam, there's absolutely no logic behind me picking this, but I'm going for Portsmouth (laughs) to beat Ipswich. We seem to we seem to go with, yeah I'll do my best. (laughs) We seem to be going for Ipswich a lot, and they seem to be one of those Jekyll and Hyde sides that just can't seem to reach any sort of form. Well, there you go. You can't seem to reach any sort of form, and Portsmouth, uh, I think, have lost one in the last four, and with games in hand. They're five points off the playoffs and they have three games in hand over some of these sides. So 
I think Portsmouth, although the fixture congestion will eventually catch up with them, I think for now we'll have an eye on Aggie, that playoff position. Aggie, yes. Aggie, I'm going to fucking slap you, mate. What? When do Portsmouth play Ipswich? Oh, mate, don't. No way. Oh, Fuck no. off. No way. It's Thursday. Not done it again. Thursday. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I'm just looking at signs. Ag. This is ridiculous. Get Why your fucking... Well, you got teletext up. Get a fucking app, man, where it's listed by date. I'm on BBC Sport at the moment bro. looking. I'm just trying to find a side that's, like, not high up in the league. Um, oh. No fucking wonder you got it wrong if you're on BBC Sport. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck my ass. <laughs> Sorry. Matt <laughs> 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 Villa away at Spurs. Um, let me have a look. What are we going to go for? Don't give it um, in. Let him do it. Kemp, what did you have for teammate? I've not had anything yet. Oh, I've, been, I've just been, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to have anything, because I've just been snacking all day on, yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah. just sandwiches Best. and over, yeah, you know, leftovers here, and stuff, and yeah. How so, curry, yeah. by the way? How a curry? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it was lovely, thank oh, you. Lovely. You. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll was thinking about it, I was thinking about it the other day, actually. Go, oh, oh, I, I always take like that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Kemp's, uh, Kemp's Christmas tradition there's Christmas Eve Miller and Carter Christmas Day the usual and then Boxing Day a turkey curry using a leftover turkey do you mind if I ask um, what's, uh, what's, what's your seasoning you know what, what... Oh, what's recipe yeah, oh. just gives a couple of oh. seed, uh, you know a couple God. of herbs and spices that goes on turkey <laughs> oh Jesus Christ now you're talking aren't you God and the thing is as well you're really you're really making me struggle because I literally <laughs> follow a Jamie Oliver recipe literally by the book oh ok so well, forget Get book, get book, readers. Agle still, still be picking now. We've got, and I'll still pick Thursday, right? I've got one. I've got one. You're fine. I'll be going to pick Leeds. Yeah, just just on the on City. City two 0 Erling's just just scored. Yeah, my boy. It's funny you should say I'm going to pick Leeds because I am going to pick Leeds to win at Newcastle on Saturday. To let Grealish in there and set up Haaland, you probably won't be picking Leeds. Look, mate, I, I haven't, I haven't seen the pass. I've picked two teams that are playing <laughs> on Thursday night. I'm clutching at straws. I'm going to go for Leeds to beat Newcastle. Don't put your money on it, but there you go. That's what Happy I'm going days. with. Uh, it's got to be the least convincing wild card I've ever <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> it's up there, isn't it? If it happens, though, I'll take a lot of credit on Monday, so it's absolutely fine. Um, right, we will move on to be discussing week 17 of the NFL oh, season. Penultimate, here we, here we go. go. It is. Welcome back to episode 17 of Loaded Sports. Come and get your bum, Dave. And there goes the listeners that we did have. Week 17, week 17. week of the regular season. It's heating up. We're almost at the best weekend of the year, lads, and that's wildcard weekend. Oh. Two weeks away. We are, and there's been plenty of news just before the season is due to end. We'll start with JJ Watt's retirement. Now, you guys oh. will know a lot more about his time in man. Houston than I will. I think I saw him for oh. one season in Houston before what he moved to uh, moved to the cards. So, yeah, Skin, we'll, we'll start with you. 
Well, yeah, Sam said it best. What a man. A a, a player that Texans fans absolutely rinsed the organisation when they took him 11th overall, I think it was, or it it was just inside or just outside the top 10 when they drafted him. Yes, out of uh, of Sam's hometown, uh, Wisconsin (laughs) or home state, uh, Wisconsin. No, I'll take hometown, mate. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, And yeah, he... He was absolutely phenomenal in his prime. Injuries over the years, like any player playing at that level in that sport, it, it, you know, it's not it's not the uh, gentlest of things on the on the body. But what a player! Three time defensive player of the year, sack leader year on year. Just yeah, teams couldn't handle him despite playing in a defense that wasn't that great. They had very good players, you know, when uh, when JJ Watt was in his prime, but was by no means a, a top tier defense. And yeah, he. he he was fantastic. There's not really too much more I can say. He he will be. I know Sam, you mentioned this, and I'm sure you'll you'll rebring it up. But I'd probably put him in my top three, if not top three, definitely top five uh, non-Patriots defensive players, my, my favourite. So yeah, he's fantastic. And and one thing that I'll always remember when Houston was hit by the hurricane that they had a few years ago, he started a fundraiser with the hope of raising. I think it was a few hundred thousand dollars. And he ended up raising tens and tens and tens of millions. And that just really highlighted the kind of attachment that he had to that city and that state, the attachment that they had to him and and what kind of man that he was. So, yeah, for for all the accolades that he won and for all the phenomenal plays and games that he won almost single-handedly, it will always be that fundraiser and how he reacted and how he really helped out that city in the in the biggest time of need that will that will stick with me for years after he's retired. So yeah, um, he announced his retirement earlier this week, saying that he's played his last NFL home game. He's going to go now and enjoy his retirement with his wife, who is a professional soccer player, and his young child. And yeah, it, fair play to him. What a player. As Sam said, what a man and yeah, happy retirement. Yeah. yeah. And I'll I'll echo what you said there, Dawson. I mean, I've got his stats in front of me. Three time NFL defensive player of the year, five first team all pro, two time second team all pro, five time pro bowler, you know, two time NFL sack leader. The list goes on and on and on. But I think that the thing that a lot of the fans will remember him for is is that fundraising that he did, and he was awarded the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year award for that for that exact yeah. thing, and, and fully that. deserved, fully deserved. And yeah. I think he had um, atrial fibrillation, I think this this year, um, yeah. which I think has definitely contributed, you know, contributed to the fact that he's retiring at the end of the season, thirty three years of age, so he's not ridiculously old. Um, but yeah, I mean, an absolute legend of the of the Houston Texans organization. If if nothing else, um, probably get his his net, his jersey retired. I would imagine, and um, and and a spot in the NFL Hall of Fame, and it's it's richly yeah, deserved. Good, yeah. So hopefully he can uh, he can go in as a first ballot Hall of Famer, enjoy his I retirement, and uh, be down there as one of the greatest defensive players in the uh, history of the NFL. Sam. Talk well, Angor Deal to, to, to save. Just took absolutely everything to say about him. Talk, uh, talk, talk us through the heartache of of him never wearing that Packers jersey for for at least a season that that you always wanted. Yeah, that's, that's something I, I always wanted, and I know a lot of Packers fans are the same. Um, being from uh, Wisconsin as he is, and playing for the Badgers, I just uh, grew up a Packers fan as well. And it, I just think when he when he left the Texans, I just thought it was just such a perfect time for him just to go to the Packers. And uh, 
just have a couple of Super Bowl cracks with us, you know, a couple of Super Bowl efforts. I know we obviously made the postseason last few years in a row. Just having him there, I think, would have been unreal, absolutely unreal. I know he's been plagued with injuries and he's, uh, he's got a bad back, bless him, which is uh, one of the reasons why he's retiring. But yeah, I've always wanted him as a as a Green Bay Packer. He is my all time favourite um, defensive player who's not played not played for Green Bay. And I'm, I'm glad Kemp brought it up about the Walter Payton Man of the Year because like, you can bet diamonds that the three um, Defensive Player of the Year awards he won probably meant nothing to him as much as winning that Walter Payton Man of the Year award just yeah. for, the, for his efforts on that uh, that hurricane. So, yeah, what a man. Absolutely. There's been some news released as well regarding quarterback changes ahead of the final two games of the season. We'll start with the situation in Vegas, and that is that Derek Carr will not be starting this weekend. Um, Seems we've gone from skin to Sam. We'll start Sam this time. Um, Your thoughts on Derek Carr? Come back, Devante. Come back, baby. You know it makes sense. You know it makes sense. That's uh, the only reason he's gone over there. Bless him, is to play with his old college teammate Derek Carr, and he's been dropped already. And it looks like they're probably going to move on from him in the in the the off season, which is uh, a massive slap in the face for Adams. Uh, yeah, he's just it's not really. He's never really blew us away, has he? Uh, Carr, Derek. I can't say David Carr, but it's his brother, uh, Derek Carr. He's he's always been a pretty middle of the road quarterback. That's been able to throw it deep, but he's always got a turnover turnover in him. And yeah, that's essentially what's cost him the the starting gig in in Vegas. Kemp, anything to add? No, nothing, nothing particularly to add to that. I think Jared Stidham has, has earned his shot. For me, he's, he's, he's always looked like he's he's a pretty promising player when you've seen him suit up. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for him to start for the remainder of the year. Um, Carr is out for this season. Is he out for good? Um, it's that, that's, that's the main question for me. Obviously, he's not going to be suiting up for the rest of this season, but how does his future in, in, in Las Vegas look? Going forward, because I don't think it's cut and dry that you know they're just going to give Sidham a chance and give Carr a bit of a rest. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting off season, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Derek Carr suit up for another franchise next year. Wow. Mate, you were fucking shit for Patriots. Dawson's going to try yeah. and say it. No, 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 surprised by no, that. No, no, I know no, you kept no. calling him Studham, and he... yeah, that was it. It was ironic. Mate. <laughs> okay, was I'll let you off. He was fucking. He was shit for Patriots. I don't think he's ever looked particularly good. I'm not sure. I've, I've seen bits of him, but I also saw bits in Davis Webb as well. So there, is there you go. Um, and it calls uh, DJ the goat. DJ yeah. is the goat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick with uh, starting with Sam on this one because it, after oh, the discussion yeah, sorry, we had, mate, I didn't want to say it anyway. Oh, you wanted to? Okay, you had to about Derek Carr then. No, no, it's fine. Mate. I'm, I'm not. I'm not welcome to. Right, Sam, I'm going to come across to you, first of all, to ask you this question, because last week we spoke about the outside chance that Green Bay have of making it into the playoffs. Well, mm-hmm. it was announced earlier this week that yep. um, Wentz will be starting for the Commanders for the remainder of this season, providing there's no injuries. What are your thoughts on Wentz starting for the Commanders? Do you think that makes it an easier opportunity for Green Bay to, to make it in and Washington only get that one win that you need? Good King Wentzless less. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, you know what? Actually, I think it's going to make it a bit harder for us. And I know people are going to say it's shit, and it, it is shit. Let's be fair, but it's it's just always stuck with me that he has had that one MVP caliber season. And I just always think in the back of my mind, is this where he turns it on a bit? And I think it might, I think it might put the commanders in a better position to win the last two than than if Heineke 
would. Wentz has been there and done that and and gotten the Eagles. He's got that experience in the Mm. the deep end. Yeah, yeah, deep into December. Deep in the cavities of December. Um, How's that not got, Mm, by the way? Because um, <laughs> you made me laugh. That's like... <laughs> I'm joking there. Uh, no, um, I I think it decreases Green Bay's chances. Funnily enough, I think that might be an unpopular opinion as well. Uh, we need commanders was... to lose what one of the final one of two, two, don't you? That's part one of, of it. Yeah. I do want to one... ask as well about the the playoff situation because you explained to me that you play Detroit. Obviously, Washington need to uh, lose one of the two. Um, Just for the Giants. record, the commanders have got the Browns and the Cowboys. There Both you go. So it's it's realistic they could lose at least one, maybe mm-hmm, yeah. the Cowboys. The Giants would need to lose two for you to be able to get in the playoff position there. I'm not quite sure. This is a genuine question because I don't understand all the head-to-heads and everything. Okay. We are currently above you in the standings. How does us having results not affect you getting into the playoffs? That's the Seattle Seahawks being ahead of Green Bay. Yeah, Packers, sorry, Seahawks. Yeah. doesn't know who so, so you're not above us. So we've both got a tied record. We're both on both on seven and eight. Um, I think we have a better divisional record than you, which right. would be the tiebreaker when two teams haven't played each other. Yeah. Um. So right. that would that would be why the Packers and the, yeah we've got we've got identical records. You haven't you're not above us. We're both on seven and eight now. Right, so no, it's it just always, when I've seen it laid out, it, it's us above you, but if there's nothing like... Yeah, it's not, when that, it's in the hunt, it's not a specific yeah. ranking. Okay, fair, yeah, fair, fair. No, that's right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, all, all we need to do, just the bottom line, is we need to win that out against the Vikings and the Lions, which is, uh, don't take that for granted at all, because I know that's, that's no easy feat, uh, but then yeah. we also need Washington to at least lose once against the Browns or the Cowboys, which I do think will happen. I do think that will definitely happen. It's just a matter of if we can win out or not. And um, for us to make it, we need the exact same as what you need, but also you to lose. Exactly. Yeah, right. you need one more. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that Miami game was a big game for us. Really big game away yeah, in yeah, Miami yeah. Um, against a really good football team. I know they're on the back of lost three against three really competitive teams in re- three really competitive games, actually. But... It was one that I thought, if you know, earmark that game. If you can win that game in Miami, then there's not absolutely no reason why we can't win our last two games, both at home against two divisional rivals who they've both beaten us this season. Lions and Vikings have both beaten us this season, so we have every reason to have a chip on our shoulder going into that game and, and a point to prove in both these games. To think that those two teams cannot roll us over for the season. And, I, and I, you, you, you know, if, if Green Bay do beat the Vikings, I know I'm looking a game ahead here. If Green Bay do beat the Vikings, you have to be confident going into that last game at home against the it's Lions. It's going to be an interesting conversation this time next week, isn't it, when we're absolutely. going through our individual games? Yeah, Save absolutely. We've got to talk about Vikings first. Save that for next week. But... Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's heating up nicely. And I know about five, I think about maybe not even five weeks ago, I think about three weeks ago, I says, Scrap everything. Wait, wait to go for next season. But I just think now that we're here with this close to it, I didn't think it would be possible to be honest with you. Mm. And I know this is me being biased. I don't care what anyone says. Nobody wants to face Green Bay in the playoffs coming in hot because that's Unless what happened. You're Niners. Unless you're the Niners, they're the only ones I couldn't give a shit, and they'd probably batter yeah. us regardless. But you know, an experienced QB in Rogers. Against anyone who's coming in, I know we'd would probably play. It was it as it stands. Would it be the be the Vikings? Wouldn't it? It would be the Vikings on them um, 
on wildcard yeah, weekend. The lower seed, yeah. Yeah, high seed versus lower seed. So Packers Vikings, they don't want to see us in the playoffs. I know they don't, especially a divisional game. So yeah, I'm um, I'm starting to get a little bit of a buzz, buzz for it. Great news. Um, Skin just been announced at the time of this recording. It looks. I know we spoke off air about how close you and Helena were with the Super Bowl. Um, in the work fantasy football league, but as uh, it's now been announced that Derek Henry looks set to miss out on Thursday night's game, so you've got chance to change your your lock, which is I'm sure for the third out of four weeks is <laughs> Derek Henry it's that again. Way. It's it's not mate, it's not. Uh, I've not picked Derek Henry this week purely because Dallas Cowboys have a very good rush defense. But yeah, seeing that news of it's likely he's out, not definitely, but likely, but. You know, how many times do we see in the news before a game they're likely to be out? It does tend to be pretty accurate when that report comes out. So, yeah, Helena having Derek Henry as her leading rusher, that's that's big for me, that as I head into the fantasy Super Bowl. So, yeah, good news for me, not so much for Helena and anyone else out there that's got Henry starting in their, in their fantasy league finals this weekend. Not good at all, that. Okay, let's move on to the locks of the week. Then we will We're talking about our teams first. Aggie and doing our predictions. Just me, apparently. You didn't even give a prediction on Vikings game. Let's move oh, on to yeah. discuss the teams that we support. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam, gone. Then we've just heard you talking about Green Bay, so we'll ask you for a, uh, a prediction and anything I'm, else I'm, you want to uh, add to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna die on your hill here, your hill here, and I'm not gonna give one this week. Um. I really can't call it. I, I, I think they're favourites, despite us being at home. Um, I just think any kind of... It's going to be pretty poor weather conditions again in in Lambeau. And any kind of Packers... Cousins in prime time as well. It's not prime time, mate. It's 25 past nine. It's, oh, um, same thing, though. Outside of six o'clock, you don't like it. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not going to give a prediction. I... I'm not. I don't. I'm not even going to say who's going to win. Sorry, I'm not doing it. Oh. I'm not doing it. Wow. Bums, uh, bums, twitching a bit there. You know what I'm like for jinxing. So I'm not going to say who's going to win this time. But um, just, just be sure that Justin Jefferson's going to run all over our backfield. Nice. Go on, Aggie. Do the prediction for him. I'm not doing a prediction for him. I, my personal opinion is that the Vikings all win again. Um, but there you go, then that's your prediction. I'm not I'm go going to Green Bay I mean. via Ooh. a very late Mason Crosby field Ooh, goal. Oh, is it? Fancy us. I feel like I can't you. tell you who I'm going with because it will ruin one of my later lock slash picks. Leave it then, slash wild Save cards. it. Save it. That's fair. That's very fair. Okay, so Kemp, we'll uh, we'll go to you next for Giants Colts. Yes. The New York football giants are gonna win the game. I think we've yeah we we had a little bit of a bit of a dip bit of a low point obviously lost again last week but that was a very very close game so uh, yeah I think we're going to get it done the Colts haven't set you know set anybody on fire this uh, this season so far so Should I think not. the uh, the Giants are going to get get the win and uh, hopefully that'll be enough to take us into wildcard week yeah that's fair enough that's I skin. can't wait for next week it's going to be the last week uh, we are playing the Dolphins mate. Uh, announced earlier today that it looks like Teddy Bridgewater will be playing for the Dolphins after Tua yet again entered concussion protocol. I don't know. Historically, we've got a very good record at Gillette Stadium against the Dolphins. Dolphins are struggling for form at the moment. They've lost the last four. Um, or actually, they've lost... Uh, sorry, yeah, the last four. They are, however, all against very good teams. 
Um, it's tough. You all know my thoughts on the Patriots' performances this season. I've got a pick, and I've got a pick. I am going to say Dolphins by a touchdown. You guys win. There's a very real chance you could actually make it into the playoffs, still, isn't there? Yeah, just we're still the in records, the hunt, mate. Yeah. Still in the hunt, but I don't know. It's, they've not fully convinced me at all this season, as we well know. We've spoken about it enough times, as I say, playing the Bills next week as well. So it's not like they've got a, an easy game to close off the season. Um, and Bills are likely to still be playing their starters, seeing as Chiefs will have an equal record. So they'll be going for that number one seed. So, yeah, I've, I've got no confidence at all. So. Yeah, Dolphins by seven. Okay. Um, Seahawks against Jets. I, I I actually feel quietly confident in this, which means I'm not okay. going to say too much about it, but I do Mike feel like... Back, maybe. Yeah, Jets by ten. He is, and that's worried me a little bit, but I still think we're going to have enough to see them off and at least yes. keep ourselves inside the uh, the hunt for the playoffs. One, <laughs> one more week. Um, I'm not going to go with the score prediction, but I am going to say that I think we're on a four-game loss, you know, Jets. They're, they can't can't buy a win at minute. Yeah. But again, they've been playing good sides, and Mike White's back. Jets by the last line. Yeah, but we've also on a three-game yeah, losing been streak. In fucking great form. That's not how yeah. like Jared Goss been one of the top three quarterbacks in the league over the last Where's six weeks. Fifty quid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, if you're a playoff hopeful, you should be wanting to beat them. They lost oh, the last Lions four. We've hopeful. lost the last three, so. Both teams Mike White's back. Jets by 10. Mike White throws it for at least two touchdowns. Okay, there you go. Right, let's move on to the locks of the week. We will follow the same order that we did for the football, which means, Kemp, it's over to you. Oh, sexy. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think they're going to put foot foot wrong for the rest of the season. I think they're going to beat the Saints comfortably this week, and I think they're going to beat the Giants comfortably next week. So the Philadelphia Eagles are my lock of the week. Sorry, Sam. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Skin. Aggie, did you say they were yours as well? They were mine, yeah. Oh, mate, Kemp's took you all out. I think, Aggie, I think you need to start doing a separate wheel for NFL just to mix it up, but we'll see. Um... My lock of the week this week is the it's in the LA Derby. Uh, it is Los Angeles Chargers to be the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, Sam. I mean, I just want to stay on Dawson's just for a second. I mean, my, my money's going on here. Um, yeah, Rams, Rams. Rams have just put up fifty-one. Yes, I know they have, mate. Oh dear, I'm not sure how I feel. About do you want? Do you want to know my? my do you want to know my backup? No, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Um, I'm, I'm not changing my pick. I'm just saying I had Jags as my backup, which I'm sure you all or Aggie will look at now against the Texans. But no, I'd already got no, a backup written down. No, that's that's got a trap game written all over that. I was going to say this when when I mentioned earlier in the the episode that um, I struggled picking a lock for the NFL. This I really struggled to be honest with you. And I was just flicking through a couple of games, and I was looking at Titans, Cowboys. I thought, no, Patriots, Dolphins, both even. Eagles, Saints was the one I landed on. Uh, so obviously I'm going to reshuffle and I have got a backup that hasn't been chosen. And I'll tell you what, this is good as on paper. This sounds like an absolute routine Outrageous win. Luck. Yeah. No, it's, it's routine win. It sounds like, but I, I honestly don't think it is. And I'm, I'm kind of begrudging picking it and it's going to be the chiefs at home oh, against the Broncos. That's my second right now. I'm going to have to look. 
So the reason why I'm a bit unsure is you never know how a team responds once that head coach goes. Once the Broncos have lost their head coach now, they're all essentially, everyone's starting again. They've hit the restart button. They're all playing for the the positions again. And they're going to, I think they're going to give the Chiefs a really tough game. But I just, I've struggled so much this week. Picky one. As I say, I I normally, as a rule of thumb, can look at anyone who the Texans are playing and I'll back them. But they're playing the Jags and, with it being a divisional game, the Texans, as we know, can turn up for these divisional games. Look what they did against uh, what we all fancied them against the Titans, and they, and they pulled that one off. So, yeah, it's uh, all all across the board this this week. I've uh, I've really struggled for a lot, but I am going to settle on um, on Chiefs at home against the Broncos. Well, just to quickly swing back to mine for a second, while while Aggie has a yet another look, but you know, I always do my research. I take it very seriously. I pride myself on my success rate. Um, and I know you mentioned there Rams are just coming off of that 50-plus game, but I think that is a lot due to how bad Denver are or were as much as how good Rams were in that game. Broncos are in absolute shambles, as we all know. As you mentioned there, they've now fired the head coach, which we spoke about earlier in the week. Chargers uh, are hitting some form. They've won four out of the last five. They've been some decent teams or some playoff-bound teams in Miami and Titans as well. Won very comfortably against the Colts last week. And and I think they've just got a lot of form and confidence behind them at the moment. That's why they're my uh, lock of the week. So trust me, brother. Okay, I've looked through and there's only one that I've managed to come across that's not been mentioned. And it's probably going out there at the moment. It's Niners to beat Raiders. Nice. Um, the fourth team in the NFL, to be fair to them. Yeah. I'm surprised no one's gone Jags. I know Texans are coming off a win and we all wanted them, but Jags were my backup um, to beat Houston. Jags are one of the informed teams in the National Football League, but Niners is a, is a great pick. You know what? I like. I, yeah, the more I'm thinking about that Niners pick, I do like it, we're, especially now that we know um, there's going to be no Derek Carr and Stidham's yeah. an absolute unknown entity. So yeah. I think it's a good pick from you, actually. That's well. That's what I'll stick with. Then I'll go with that one. Um, moving on to the scorers. Not about Kemp. Kemp started he went first. Oh, he's got Eagles. Eagles. Hasn't he? Oh, is he gone Eagles? What yeah, that's why you then? had to change. I've missed one then. Who have we got? Oh, I've missed Dawson's. What's uh, what's Dawson's Char- again? Chiefs. LA Charges. Oh no, Charges. Yeah, Rams. Yeah. Of course it is. My bad. Crack on. Right. So with my scorer, I've looked into this, and I'm quite comfortable and happy with it. Now, over the last couple yeah. of weeks, I've been swearing. By Jerick McKinnon. That obsession's <laughs> over. And I've turned my attention to the second best fantasy football running back option through the playoffs for fantasy football. He's second only to Saquon Barkley. He has 183 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns in his last two games. He faces the Chargers, who are allowing one touchdown per oh, game against wow. running backs and 124 yards on average per game to running backs. I'm going for Cam Akers. Nice. Wow. That's the choice I'm sticking with. Sam? I'm going to go from a bloke I mentioned earlier, and it's going to be Justin Jefferson nice. to score against the Green Bay Packers. He's got four touchdowns in, in, in his five career games against us, and his yardage is just stupid. So I am going to go for Justin Jefferson, and a little spoiler alert, it's going to have something to do with my wild card as well. Nice. Uh, you yeah. can't go yards with picking teams. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? You, me. Skin, yeah. 
Uh, well, I've got a feeling I'm going to take Kemp's pick, so ha, 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 just in case. I will give a shout-out to my backup, though, uh, for reasons that will become apparent very shortly. But the, the game we mentioned there, Vikings versus Packers, Packers uh, are going to be going all out for it, as we know, with the playoff implications. Vikings tend to be a high-scoring team. I, could, I see it being a bit of a shootout game. So my backup, had my first pick been taken, would have been Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Vikings have the worst pass defence in the league. Watson has turned into a great threat for Aaron Rodgers and a great threat deep and on the outside. So, oh. Sam, I don't know what you think about that, but he was my... Mm, uh, like it. Yeah, like it. Is, is, is everything we hoped it would be when we drafted him. However, um, he did come off against the Dolphins with an injury. Yeah, he's day-to-day at the minute. Yeah, he? he is day-to-day. So, we're not sure if he's going to be uh, fit to yeah. uh, start against the Vikings, unfortunately. I had that in the back of my mind, but... Fortunately, like I say, I don't need to go for him. And my pick this week is CMC. He's been absolutely sensational since he joined the Niners. He's stayed fit, which we said if he could, it'll be brilliant for them. It's all worked out so far. Niners are one of, if not the informed team uh, in the NFL. Absolutely sensational. And yeah, they're playing a Raiders team who are going to be low on confidence, starting their backup, dropping their mainstay quarterback, and looks like a win where Niners can really, really turn the screw now and take control of the NFC, or at least sort of that that top two or three spots. So yeah, CMC is my pick this week. Okay, Kemp. You have not taken my uh, my pick. Oh, um, you love a Niners player. I thought I, thought I do. I do love a Niners player. But no, I've got. I've gone for. Uh, well, seeing as though I'm last, I think I'll uh, I'll, I'll spill my guts. I was going to go with Travis Kelsey. Um, I was under the impression and under the influence that the Broncos are a dumpster fire at the moment, and and Kelsey's probably the best tight end in the league. But then I thought, you know what? That's a little bit of a boring pick. So I'm going to go with Evan Engram. He Ooh, has. I like been, it, mate. Absolutely outstanding for the Jags this season. And yeah. if he'd have been half the player for the Jags this season as he was when he was playing for the Giants, we would be sorted at tight end position for a long time. So I'm going to go with Evan Engram. Texans are struggling, they have been all season, and the Jaguars are on fire. So Evan Engram is going to be my pick. And yeah, he's my, uh, he's my touchdown scorer for the week. Okay. I like it. He's starting for me at tight end in my, uh, in my Super Bowl and he's been fantastic so uh, yeah I'm, yeah he's, I'm happy he's with that. definitely had a career renaissance in the past few weeks most definitely there we go Kemp we'll stick with you for the wild card oh baby I'm so glad you did I am going to go with Sam White's Green Bay Packers I Ooh. think all the hype and the talk is around Justin Jefferson I think everybody thinks that the Packers are just going to roll over and die but I agree with Dawson. I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. And I think the Green Bay Packers are going to come away with the W. So, yeah, my um, wild card is the Green Bay Packers this week. OK, Skin? I, like Sam mentioned earlier, really, really struggled to highlight... Can I just stop? Card. I need to stop. I need to stop because, unfortunately, we can't let Kemp have that one. Ooh, OK. The reason being, the Packers are favourites. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Are they really? I, I, I wasn't hundred percent, so I thought while I'm on betting app, I'll just have a look. And the right. the, the Vikings are thirty three to twenty. The Packers are twenty to thirty seven. We are actual favourites on that. That surprises sure. surprise me, me too much be. with the form. You're at home in that weather at that Ooh, time. 
Okay. So okay. that doesn't okay. surprise me a huge amount, to be honest. Right. Fair enough. Me. Fair enough. Well, I'll uh, I'll stand corrected. I'm not going to let anybody else go first because there's there's not you that t- many to choose from. You see my next cards. pick, mate. I'll be fucking few. So uh, so yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna um uh, just 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 mumble on for a moment while I yeah. decide my Sam. Uh, I was uh, <clears throat> kebab and curry house. Oh, good mate. <clears throat> it come quite late. I must admit, it was about an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, it's risky, it's risky to take though with distance in it. Like it is, you know. it is. To be fair, you can't. I, I did give him a quick call, just ask what ask what job were, and and, and as usual, it's just set off me. Yeah. So um, three so, hours I, late, dear. Yeah, yeah. So let's I have it. got a yeah, I've got one. I'm sorted. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so I am going to go against everything pretty much that Dawson said and go with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh. Yeah, they, they they did have a fantastic performance against the Broncos, albeit the Broncos are uh, a dumpster fire, as I mentioned. But I think the uh, the confidence that that bring the Rams franchise and Baker Mayfield, I think they will get the job done in my wild card pick. Nice. So yeah, my takeaway, uh, my takeaway, my takeaway, all right, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Uh, for my wild card pick this week, I, as I mentioned, struggled, but. I'm going with my gut feeling. I'm going with the hunch. I'm going with that tingly feeling in my balls. That has done me quite me. well. Done me quite well in the uh, in the wild cards for the NFL. If you look at the recent history, and I'm taking the Chicago Bears oh, to sake. beat the Detroit Lions. I pause there just in case. Uh, yeah, despite the fact that Bears currently sit three and twelve, currently sit with the second overall pick in April's draft, despite the fact they are going to a team that have won three out of their last five. Like I said, I've just got that that little niggly feeling that Bears could pull uh, off a result here. Um, Detroit Lions, despite the fact they have been relatively decent against the run this season, got absolutely fucking annihilated uh, on the ground against the Panthers last weekend. Panthers had around 250 rushing yards in the first half alone. And Bears, that is where they have been strongest so far this season. I'm not saying that I definitely think Bears are going to win. Lions have been very good. Jarrett Goff has been fantastic. He is back at home. He is back against the defence that have struggled. But Lions ranked 32nd against quarterbacks in fantasy. So Fields could have a good day in the air. There's no explanation needed in terms of what Fields delivers on the ground. And we saw what Panthers did to Detroit last weekend. So there's just that little feeling inside me that uh, that Bears could scrape a win because they haven't been, despite being three and twelve, they haven't been playing bad. They, they've had a lot of highlights and a lot of their losses. So I'll uh, I'll go for the Bears. Okay, Sam, I'll take you Sam. got one. Yeah, so I'm going to put this to to a vote because my first choice wild card was Justin Jefferson to be over 150 yards against the Packers in receiving yards. Uh, but Dawson says I can't have it, so um, I'm going to put it up to a vote. What does anybody think I can, or, or I've got to pick a team? Oh, you got to pick, it's 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 pick a team. That's yeah. it then. So he's took my Bears pick. So you're going to oh, have to give me a yes. hot second because they were my backup in case you didn't let me have it. Uh, fucking hell! I give what Jeff team, mate. Uh, I ain't had anything yet. To be fair, no, no. As uh, as Johnny. It's very nice, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. keeping me going for the Christmas to New Year period. But I assume, and I think, with the way I'm going at the moment, it will be gone by the New Year. You wearing a condom for? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Robin. 
comfort. Go on, Ed, Sam. Who are you thinking? Are you thinking Steelers at Ravens? Steelers in good form? What are you thinking? One four at the last I'm five. thinking I'm going to take the Commanders to beat the Browns. Are they not favourites? I'm just going to double-check now. ESPN has that as um, 52% of the vote going to Commanders. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't look at them silly votes, mate. So you just look. Yeah, at no, what, no, what no, bookies no, odds, no, isn't it? So bookies odds of yeah, there, commanders are odds on. Yeah, it's a Nats knacker in it. To be honest, it's the uh, the commanders have got a minus two. Uh, oh yeah, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, so they are odds on. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I told you I'm struggling here. I'll quite settled on my Bears pick if that Jefferson one didn't come in. But I am gonna go. Let's have a look at what the Steelers are saying against the Ravens. Yes, I'm going to take the Steelers to beat the Ravens. Like it. Okay. I uh, mine was taken by Kemp. I had the Rams to beat the Chargers. Did you? I did, yeah. Um, but I'm going to move on, and I've looked at a couple whilst Sam's been looking through his. And well, you've I think been panicking. I have been panicking, mate. Um, I've I've passed on the Panthers against the Bucks because I really don't know who's going to be the favourite. I've passed on the Falcons against the Cards. <laughs> And I think I'm going to settle for the one that you briefly mentioned a little bit earlier. And I'm going to go with the Texans to beat the Jags. Are you really? I am. Break it down. Or is it just that you're that desperate? It's not. uh, Well, yeah, a bit of both. Now, the Texans, they won last week. The Jaguars just seem like a sort of side that you never really know what you're going to get from them. One week you can get a very good Jaguars side that are going to show that they can Jaguars. Yeah, I've messed up what I was saying. There, didn't I? Yeah, Johnny Walker's going well, mate. Really well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really you don't know what Jag side you're going to get from week to week. Do you? Sometimes it can be a side that's in playoff contention. Sometimes it's a side that's still looking at the number one overall pick. And the Texans, just they've got nothing to play for. And sometimes you go up against a side with absolutely nothing to lose. And they, they can turn you over. And that's what happened last week. And I think Texans are going to go uh, back to back. Like it. That's, uh, there we go. That's there's the uh, there's the bets complete. Sam, have you got a uh, a final total for the yes. eightfold? So just give me one hot second. I just had it loaded up there. So that is Liverpool at home to beat Leicester. Stevenage at home to beat Gillingham. Man Monday, City. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah it's Carlisle Friday, right? It's cool. Man City at home to beat Everton. Chelsea away at Forest. Twice. Fucking oh, away. Chiefs at home against the Broncos. Eagles at home against the Saints, the Niners in Las Vegas, and the Chargers at home against the Rams. A £10 stake returns £93.55. Come on, then. Let's end the year on a high. Here we go. One thing left to do, then, is that's all we've got time for. Skin, over to your question. Actually, actually, I need to, I need to stop. I need to get this in. So the other night, okay. the other night I was quite, quite tipsy. Uh, in fact, it was it was after the Packers win on Christmas Day um, against the Dolphins, and I was a bit tipsy. I was a bit merry, in a good mood. Obviously, Packers have just won, so I, I've got my betting app out like a dick, didn't I? And oh then no! I've put a tenner on, put a tenner on Packers to win Super. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I tell you what, mate. This will be this will be yeah. They do it because no the one's expecting it. It's uh, it's fifty to one. I've got five hundred and that's brilliant. You're full up on fucking food. You've had a can. You're yeah, eight yeah, yeah. like you say. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love he's that. Like, yeah. He's just done it. 
I've only when... just remembered as well when I've just checked that bed slip and just oh, seen it. That's pretty because I was my next question was going to be when did it sink in? Where, when was that moment of why the fuck did I do that? But about, apparently about, it's about, about, about four days. <laughs> it's four days later. Yeah, about ten seconds ago. I've just seen scrolling through. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Um, my question of the episode, Sam. Why it is for you, my friend? Okay. Uh, so perk your ears back, Adam and Kemp. You sit back and relax, knowing that you've not faced with with the question of the episode this week. And Sam, it. the question is this: Okay, would you rather have sex with your mum, but she is in Katie's body, or would you rather have sex with Katie, but she is in your mum's body? C, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>